There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello and welcome to this issue of Red Side Le Trent. I'm your host, Christian Brown, and we have a full house here with Adam Wicklow, Reese Lane, and Lee Clark. And we come to you with good news in that uh, Nottingham Forest are in the hat for the fifth round of the FA Cup, although that is something of a technicality because we drew 0 0 last night at Ashton Gate in uh, the equivalent of the Egypt game from the Mike Bassett film, for those who have seen that in a truly dire. The 0-0 draw that um, would cure anyone's insomnia if you're watching that game. But, alas, we will uh, go through it. And Lee, will start with you. Um, obviously, we, for this, we won't go into too much detail because there isn't that much to say. Um, but <laughs> we'll look at the team. And, you know, so we'll start with that. It was a completely unchanged team from Brentford, um, including Matt Turner and Goldstill, which was a bit of a surprise for me personally. Um, what do you think? Uh, do you think that that means that Turner's now his cup goalkeeper. Do you think that, like, or do you just think that he's lost all faith in Lacadimus completely? Oh, I don't know. It's the million dollar question, isn't it, with goalkeepers? Um, no, I don't think he is the cup goalkeeper. I think he's the number one goalkeeper. I think, um, I just don't think he really fancies uh, Lacadimus at all. Um, yeah, I think a lot of them are running on fumes a bit now, aren't they? It's kind of, we're at the stage where the team picks itself almost. Um, yeah, in terms of the keepers, I don't know what the answer is. I, the, the answer is we need a new one. Um, but like I've said before on this podcast, I'd be surprised if we justified a, a big spend on another goalkeeper when we've got twenty millions worth of keepers that, let's face it, aren't particularly ripping up any trees. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, I'm sure we'll get onto that. But the reports are suggesting that, that we are looking at a goalkeeper now. But the two that we've been linked with are going to be either loans or pretty cheap ones. So. Yeah, I think uh, Nuno has finally realised that... Um, I think he probably came in thinking he could get a tune out of one of them. But I think after five or six games or whatever it is now, he's kind of thought, yeah, we're going to be in big trouble if we don't get one. So I, I don't think he knows what to do. I think he just stuck with Turner because he wants to go as strong as possible and try and get the, the game won. And I think he probably views out of the two of them, Turner as number one. 
it's quite concerning when that comes. I, I saw someone on Twitter; it was quite funny. Um, <laughs> just like not watching, just seeing who's in goal, have, have a better evening instead. And they probably made the right decision, all things considered. But Reese, you actually made the venture down to Ashton Gate uh, to uh, a yeah, place for the place of the Lyle Taylor's heroic scenes two seasons ago. Unfortunately, you didn't get quite those heroic scenes. But um, <laughs> you could have done another day. I mean, it seemed very much a battle of the side netting for both teams. Um, obviously, you know, Conway had a great chance for Bristol City when he was played in, but Nilo hit the side netting and it seemed like the crowd thought it was in. Uh, then obviously, Hudson Adoy hit the side netting. It seemed like the crowd thought it was in. <laughs> from, from your angle in the grounds, um, for both of those, what did you think? Does it look like? Genuinely looked like it had gone in for both occasions. I mean, the Hudson Doyle one, especially, I think he probably should hit the target, really. Um, not for me, because I had a good view on both. Um, so I could clearly see they'd hit the side netting. Um, they also had one, didn't they, at um, the far end, which hit the side netting. Um, yeah, right. They, 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 they also had a really good chance in the first half, which I think was the one you mentioned for Conway, where they'd put it across and he goes to the mark and put it wide. He probably should have scored, really. I'd probably say. Well, for them, definitely, that was the best chance of the match. Um, just to touch on the keepers, has Vlakadimos played for Benfica this season at all? Or... No, I don't no. think so. I mean, I'm, I th- I'm not too sure I've to check, but I don't think so. Well, I am a betting man and I think he's done it for us. I think he'll be gone before the end of the window because if because I, I agree with Lee, I think Turner's the number one. Um, he can't even get in the cup side now. And if we're looking to bring in another goalkeeper, I can't see him what sat being third choice. I think it wouldn't surprise me if he moved out on loan somewhere. Him. Um, he has been but, oh, has he? Well, that's that yeah. then. So, he'll be staying. He'll be staying. So, just to jump in on that though, I would find that, I mean, I know we need one, but I would find the decision to get another goalkeeper even more baffling then because we're talking about the situation we're in with profit and sustainability. We're going to be laundering three goalkeepers for six months. That's just... I don't know, that just looks like you're taking the, the proverbial, doesn't it, with it? You're just going to stockpile a keeper like Lacademos as third we're, choice, we'll not even getting the squad. Yeah, and, 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 the, and then you'd also have Hennessy out of the squad as well. Yeah, but we're looking at signing basically what, six keepers we, in two years, basically. I, I, the, 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 <laughs> it's appalling, isn't uh, it? <laughs> well, it, it is. I mean, I, I, you have to be a bit... Um, you know, obviously with Henderson, he was brought in once, and I think if Henderson would have stayed fit, he'd still be at the club. I, I pretty much have no doubt about that. It's just a shame he kind of got injured. You know, everybody goes back to Samba. I think we'd all like to know deep down what kind of happened there, um, because I, I still find it odd that having just been promoted to the Premier League, it's want to go back to France. I just can't get that round my head. I think, I think with the rumours coming out that we was after Pope and then we was willing to pay a hundred grand a week for Henderson. I think that's probably upset him to be honest. And he's probably said, well, I'm not having this and obviously gone back to France then. Um, I think that might've probably solved his issues, wouldn't it? But hindsight's a wonderful thing, but yeah, going back to the game, I mean, it, it, it was one of them games where the scoreline was, bang on the money. No one deserved to win the game. You know, they didn't even have a shot on target. I expected I expected a tough game and there was periods when they knocked the ball around okay-ish. Um, but I even expected more from them. To be honest, I thought they were really poor. I mean, it was, it was pretty much sold out. The atmosphere wasn't the best to say, you know, they're in the Championship away Premier League and, you know, I thought they'd kind of get behind them a little bit more and push them on. But it was just... 
you know, if you look, if someone's looking for a case to scrap the FA Cup, that's the game they'd probably put forward. To be honest, this is probably our best I'd describe it. But the positive is Christian. There's two positives for me. One is we're in the hat for the next round, um, which is always nice to see. We always love, we always love a cup draw. And two, we kept a clean sheet, um, which will be good for Turner because he actually, for the first time last night watching him, he actually looked okay with his feet. Jesus, how bad are they then? But no, well, they, I mean... they pressed at the start, and then they decided kind of not to do that, which surprised me to be honest, because you, you clearly see that he's got issues with feet. So I was expecting a bit more of a press, but I don't know whether that was because he was worried about we was Premier League and we'd basically just pass it round the press. But Maybe, they, they, who knows? Not doing that, but then they kind of the game just really fizzled out. Really, yeah, it wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it was. Um... For those who are yearning for the championship, I'm sure brought about warm and fuzzy memories of all the games that we actively wanted to get away from for 23 years. It was just <laughs> another indication of just don't get me back in that league, please. Exactly. Yeah, literally. Like it's it's not going to be you know uh, fun by any stretch. But anyway, Adam, I mean, we did have a chance right at the end, actually, in bizarre fashion. Um, we had a free kick right in the edge of the box, which came to nothing. <laughs> I mean. <coughs> Excuse me, like Ray said, there was no shots on target from the home side. We had two. So, um, so one of them was a header that would sort of just loop straight into the keeper's arms. And the other one was a shot from Yates, which I think even I backed Turner to save that. So it wasn't really with any venom or anything like that. It wasn't a particularly brilliant um, game. But that free kick at the end really was a chance where we could have worked the keep. Obviously, we've seen in the press, the very bizarre athletic article which details all the attacking free kicks we've had this season. It worked out that we've shot from two of them all season, which is a joke in its own right. But we had a perfect opportunity to at least get a third one in all competitions. And we do that. I mean, talk us through it. I mean, what a mess. I mean, Danilo dropped the Elo and became just damn, didn't he? Like, when you get a Brazilian and you think, all right, well, he must be good at free kicks. Absolutely crap. Like, just floated it. And, like, went nowhere near the goal. Like, um, yeah, bitterly disappointed. When you've got someone like Andy Reid and your coaching staff and you're thinking, God, he must be giving them a little, a few tips and pointers and whatever else. And I think we've been garbage at him since James Garner was at the club, haven't we, really? Like, He's the last one, I think, to have scored one. Maybe put, like, correct me if I'm wrong. I think maybe during no, the is. Hewton era. Yeah, um, it's, um, against QPR. It was um, so 2020 was the last one, and 2021, wasn't which it? is like, which is like an absolute crime against football and Forest, really. When we had the likes of Reedy and McGugan who who scored for fun, really, from free kicks for us, and it's it's it, we. we we completely lose a weapon in our arsenal, even from like dead ball situations where you put them into the box. We've not been great at them, have we, for a long, long time? So that is something that is a worry because I look at pretty much every single team in the Premier League and even probably most of the teams in the Championship, and they've got someone who can take a dead ball, and that that's quite worrying, really, in in, in some respects. But I think when the highlight of the game is Mangala sending two people for a Twix. Um, and 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 that and that was literally about it. Then then you know it's a dead rubber. And, and I likened it to a lower mid-table championship game. I, you would if if someone had turned that on and said, "Tell me which one's Premier League," I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Can I just add that at the end, Nuno was absolutely fuming. Gives White and take it. He stormed mm. onto the pitch, 
like a petulant child and just hold his arms out against White and was just like, you know, I quite like that from Nuno. Yeah, Gibbs White should have took it. I mean, he, yeah. he come on, Gibbs White, and he, he, you could see the change in quality straight away when he come on because he was playing in that free roam turn. He was picking, going into the pockets, picking the ball up, making his take. You could just see the quality difference when he come on. Um, yeah, I think I think to I add don't to know them why pos- I didn't take it. I really yeah. don't. I think um, to add to them positives, Reese mentioned. I think Gibbs White coming back and getting forty-five minutes yeah, into the Greggs. And I think get, being unscathed injury wise, but we do look stretched. Our squad looks tired. Like I would have took Chris Wood off because I, I said it in a tweet before. I was like, we actually do need to protect him at this moment in time. The, the thing is, though, Nuno would have probably saw it as well with him on the pitch. It's his best chance of winning. You know? Mm. If, oh yeah, yeah. No, if, I, I admit that. Um, but I would yeah, have put, I, like Aguilera would have come on at least. I must give a mention for. Um, our man of the match last night was on about Adeli. I thought he played really well. Uh, I was going to so say, was, actually, yeah. yeah. Two other positives yeah, were the Gibbs White played for mm. half the game and on Badadeli. That, yeah. that block was brilliant, I have to say. Mm. So, um, I mean, I mean, yeah. Nuno put his hands up to the away end at the end. I think he was that annoyed Gibbs White didn't take it. It it, it reminded me um, of years ago when I think it was Javier Hernandez took a penalty for Man U and he missed it. And Van Gaal just looked at Ryan Giggs on the on the bench like why isn't Rooney took it and he was just like I don't know um, I have no idea why Gibbs why I didn't take that and yeah I mean it was I'm not sure what it was from Danilo to be honest that, that free kick summed up the game unfortunately well uh, that was about that's all she wrote pretty much which is bizarre we've covered it in about 10 minutes but there was there was literally nothing to talk about is there otherwise I mean it was a I mean talk about bad nights for the FA Cup. Up until the 89th minute of the City Spurs game or Spurs City game, there was every game was going to be a draw and going to a replay. So, you know, never mind. But we will I think it's from the fifth of February, the week commencing, the fifth of February. So that means we're gonna have Arsenal, Bournemouth, and then replay. Games are coming thick and fast, but at least we'll have somebody back by that point, you'd think, with um obviously Senegal have got Ivory Coast next. So that's we're at least be- two coming back. We're going to be the Wednesday night as well, aren't we? Because we play Sunday. So I can't see us oh. making us play Tuesday. Yeah, fair. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Or well, at least we'll have a few bodies back for um, some of these games anyway, at least. So, yeah, we're late kick off on the Saturday commencing as well against Newcastle. So it would definitely be the Wednesday night, won't mm. it? So, what's that? Is that the 7th? I think it is. I think uh, so, yeah. Yeah, 7th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Never mind. It might be an ICP4. But. <laughs> But we'll see who we get in the cup. Yeah, uh, instead of um, 40-year-old virgin or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, we're going to talk about um, the transfer window because it seems like Forrest have finally woken up. Well, I say that, to be fair, it's been a widespread thing for the Premier League. I think I saw that, like, one was it 45 million have been spent and 25 of that was on one player from Genoa for Spurs. So it's been a very, very quiet window for the Premier League clubs. But... Um, Obviously, because of PNS rules and whatever else, but it does seem as far as they're looking to make a bit more, a bit of some activity towards the end. As I said, Marinakis would because he loves a thrill of it, and um, it looks like there's been a few options. But Lee, it seems as if that you know your prediction about getting a goalkeeper might have been false because it looks like that's very much in the cards now. We've been linked from Romano to um, Galashi from RB Leipzig, obviously formerly of Liverpool and famously Hull as well, um, before he moved on to being a Champions League level goalkeeper for several years. And, um, also, Kasper Schmeichel today, um, which, again, tells me that we're looking for an experienced, possibly short-term fix to bail us out and then reassess it again in the January, in the window, in summer, sorry. But um, those two links to those two players, I mean, I remember when Kasper was linked in the summer and we were sort of like, really, like, 
you know, we 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 take it as a like a as a backup if we need him, but he's not going to be a first choice keeper for the year, surely. And here we are, six months down the line, having seen Matt Turner in goal for several months of those, and now it's suddenly like, oh great, get him in. So, um, what, what do you make of those two links? And um, yeah, how are you feeling about the whole situation as a whole? I mean, obviously we know how important it is to get this resolved, really. Yeah, I mean, they're not massively exciting links, are they? But like I say, we've we've seen bits and bobs on social media this morning and they're nail on the head stuff because they're not overly exciting, but you'd get both of them in straight away. If we could sign both and ship the other two out, we probably would, wouldn't we, let's face it. Um, it's, it's, it's just mental every time we talk about the goalkeeper situation that we've gone from Henderson and Navas to having this pair. You've got one who appears to be a bit of a ghost and doesn't make a great deal of anything. And the other one who who's kicking is worse than mine with two dodgy knees and having not played in goal for about 15 years. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's mad. I actually don't think Schmeichel would be a bad short-term fix. I think he's, his pedigree as an experienced keeper at this level um, would, would be useful for six months. Um, I don't think he'd be particularly expensive. Uh, knows the area. Obviously, there'll be some fans that struggle to get on board with him because he played for Leicester. But yeah, one thing we do know that Schmeichel possesses is unbelievable distribution. His kicking's always been class. Um, so yeah, now I've said that, watch him come in and drop an absolute clanger in his first game or something. But yeah, I, I'd have Schmeichel. I'd, I confess I don't know much about the other guy. Um, like you say, he was a bit of a, a second fiddle at Liverpool. Uh, went to Hull, played a little bit and then all of a sudden he became a regular in the Champions League. So... Yeah, I mean, let's not read too much into the regular at the Champions League because that's one of the strings that we gave Flacadimos when we signed him. So he'd be judged on what he could do. Um, obviously, I don't know much about him at the minute. So, yeah, I'm all for getting a goalkeeper. I just think the reason I've said that I don't think we'll get one is because of what I've said before. I just think we've spent too much already on goalkeepers and we do, we have more pressing concerns outfield with all the players looking absolutely knackered. So, yeah, I'd welcome either of the two, to be fair, at this stage. No, I'd agree with that. I mean, well, actually, it's weird because, like, um, obviously, like Reese was saying, he's like prime 85 rated goalkeeper from FIFA. But um, no, to be fair to him, he's been one of the better keepers in the Bundesliga. We've generally shot pretty well there, I have to say, touch words. Mm. Um, like, most of the times we made there, I think you look at Mangala, Taiwo, especially those two. Um, Nick Arce came from, obviously, the Bundesliga as well. We've generally done pretty well out of that league. So, fingers crossed that will remain the case. Since we got to the Premier League, I don't think we've made a bad signing from the Bundesliga, have we? Not that I can no, think of off the top right. of my head. I don't mm-hmm. think we've made a single bad one. So, certainly, we've not made one where someone's come in and sat on the bench for six months yeah. and then been shipped on at a loss. So, yeah, I think all the Bundesliga signings have been pretty good. Certainly made a mockery of the whole Bundesliga tax sort of uh, narrative as well, isn't it? But, um, but Reese, obviously, one of those positions that obviously we could be looking at and sticking with the Bundesliga is um, Giovanni Rayner, who obviously, well, that was the only real link, as you called in the last podcast, the only real link that we had. And obviously, him now being a George Mendes client, but, although he has agreed to terms with other George Mendes client clubs, with um, Gattuso at Marseille, for example. Uh, Sevilla have been in the mix as well, and I think there's another team involved too. But it does certainly seem as if that the preference is Forest if we can get something sorted with um, Dortmunds. Um, how how are you feeling about that link, uh, Brainer? I mean, obviously, uh, again in the computer world, brilliant FM. <laughs> that way, but, um, yeah, is that players? <laughs> no, it seems to be like one of those that obviously has a lot of ability, but also has maybe the other attitude issue as well. Mm. Well, I think I think last time was probably the first game 
I really thought the balance of not having two wingers on the pitch was really killing us. Um, I thought Hudson Odoi was lively, frustrating, but lively uh, last night. Dominguez just had a bit of a, a stinker last night, just because it, at the end of the day he's not he's not a right winger, is he? We, we was crying out for a Langer. And to be honest, I think if we had a, if we had 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 a Langer last night, I think we would have won the game. To be honest, um, because I I just kind of thought any sustained ten minute period of turning the screw from us, I thought would have been enough to beat them. And it's just we just kind of just didn't have the depth and the options to really do that. Um, I know like Adam mentioned bringing Aguilera on and that, but. He's still pretty much a kid in, in terms of experience of playing um, in in England. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we've all said, haven't we? We need another winger. Um, so, Rainer would fit that bill, um, whether that's a short-term fix on loan and then reassessing the summer, depending on what level we're at. Um, I'm just looking at his stats now. It's... I mean, last season he seemed to have quite a good season. He, he played twenty-two games here, and he's he got nine goals. Sorry, seven goals, two assists, which is nearly one in two with a goal contribution. I mean, this season, I'm not sure. It's, it says ten appearances, but there seem to have been dribs and drabs. Really, mate. Yeah, he's some appearances. Yeah, twenty-six minutes. I think I've seen his yeah, average and, and, game. And, and he's one not star. produced. He's not mm. produced anything this season. But I mean, he, he's twenty-one, so it would. If it's a short-term option, it, it gives us another option um, because we're trying to do this net zero window, apparently, aren't we? So it would give us definitely another option um, because we, we definitely do need that. So, yeah, if it happens, it we'll, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, I've seen Marseille are also wanting him and is, I think Catuso is also a Mendes client, isn't he? Is, so, yeah. Um, it's one of them, really. It'd be down to the it'd be down to the player, wouldn't it? Um, does he want to come and play in the Premier League? I mean, are Marseille still in Europe? Did they drop into the Conference League, maybe? Because it was in Brighton's group, one. I think they? they're still in Europe. Yeah, still in Europe. I think, I think, I think they, I think they Europe, went through but... to the Ajax. I might be wrong though. Mm. But yeah. So so um so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll kind of um, have to see. So they're in Europa League playoffs against Shakhtar. Um, so it, it's kind of one of them. It. it I guess it'd be down to the player, wouldn't it, really, um, what he wants to do. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously. yeah, I think, I'd be interested. I think the Premier League pool would probably be a bit more because... Mm. Well, we definitely um, need a winger. But, I mean, last yeah. night showed that so much. I mean, Dominguez was on a card and then got hooked at half-time. Yeah. Yeah. Rainer Ray, Ray, can come home and visit some family in Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with his, yeah, with his dad. Um, Claudio, yeah. yeah I, I mean, the only thing for me with Rainer is... He can play number ten too, which is good, mm. but um, it's just what comes with it. Like because obviously he's the American star boy. We have all their fans that don't mm. understand football. I'm sorry, they don't. Oh, like wow. the ones that sort of tell you that Turner's got a certain percentile, even though if you watch him with your eyes, you realise he's one of the worst keepers in the Premier League. And they'll tell you that you know it, it'll just it, much like Leeds last season with McKenney and Adams. It'll, it, mm. I can see that going pretty toxic pretty quickly. So mm. there's a side show that comes with yeah. it. I'm not overly enamoured by, but he is a good player. So. Mm. We just, we, we just need a, a winger of decent quality, don't we? Because, like I say, we're, we're playing without a winger on one side at the minute, and it's it's stifled, it's stifling us, to be honest. There's the other, there's the other. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard the story about Rainer's dad texting Dortmund's manager when he wasn't yeah. picked in the team as well. <laughs> it's the same, it's the same with the US yeah. national team as well. Mm. Like putting strings there, like wondering mm. why he isn't like so that this influence isn't going to be no. ideal. So. Mm. Um, We'll have to see on that front. But yeah. and lastly, Adam, um, for the for the big links is um Carlos Forbes, formerly known as Carlos Borges, who we wanted in the summer from Manchester City. Um 
along with West Ham and Ajax. Obviously, he chose the latter in the end. And um, they've had a pretty tired time, although they're backing European contention now. Um, that would be quite an exciting link because he can play as a winger or a striker. And in terms of profile, seems a very pacey forward. So would you welcome him to the ranks if we got him over the line? Yeah, I wanted him in the summer purely for mm. what I've seen of, of clips of him. Obviously not watched him like loads and loads, but you see he's got raw pace. He's skillful. Um, I know he scored loads of goals, be it at like lower level football of under 23s and under 18s, but the goalposts don't move very often and, and pace is pace at the end of the day. If you're fast, then then that's always going to help. And, and I like that he's left-footed, which will give us more balance, means he could play as an inside forward on the on the right, but can easily play on the left as a, as a natural left-footed winger and kind of gives us that competition. And I think I've watched a video on him uh, from someone who's watched Ajax a lot more and said he's kind of struggled because the team struggled. So he's like been in and out of the team a bit, mm. bit, a bit much, which is kind of not like stunted his development as such, but kind of maybe not suited to to the expectations and, and everything of, of, a club like Ajax in, in the Eredivisie where like PSV are absolutely romping it at the moment. So it's probably, that's probably not helps. Whereas he's going to come to a club like, like Forest where the expectations are still high, don't get me wrong, but maybe less, less so. And, and we've got a lot of players of a similar age and a similar ilk kind of trying to find their way in the, in the, in the senior game. So I think it kind of suits all parties. I would like, there to be an option to buy as, as well for him because I do think that 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 would be really beneficial to us. But it's whether Ajax see it that way. Whereas they obviously, like you say, they're going back into Europe. Maybe maybe they think like next summer where he can he can then be a more first teamer for them. He might, might, they might not let us have that option. So, but yeah, I'd be excited for that one. Definitely, yeah, it does seem quite exciting. I mean, like it also give you know some much needed. Like variety as well, because we could go to teams with like double pace down the wings with him and Alanga, for example, or you know, if you want to mix and match. It also like means as well that if you're quite liking having one rapid and one not as quick, but maybe a bit more technical, um, you can sort of you know just bring straight swap Alanga for. I think, um, I think the whole the counter attack. The counter-attack for Nuno is then more, even more deadly, isn't it? Like Definitely. Borges and yeah. Langer on, on a side gives quite, and then you've got one of one use fit. I mean, that's four real pacey players, because mm. I've been I've, I've really wanted Callum Hudson and Lloyd to do well this season, but you can just tell he either doesn't trust his body or he's just low on confidence. Like last night, he should score that goal, really, on his left foot. He, he should definitely should, hit, yeah. he should ha- hit the target at least. And you can just mm. see like, I don't know, he's like hesitating a little bit to take a man on. Last week, I thought that cross for, for Chris Wood was absolutely, you said it yourself, it's a dream for a strike. And I kind of thought mm. that'd give him the confidence. But last night, it just seemed a bit hesitant to give it a go. You're in a cup game, man. Like, don't worry about making a mistake. He was the only one willing to go past the halfway line, to be mm. fair to him. Like... The funny thing was, last week, after that cross, as soon as we equalised, he actually got the ball pretty much straight after again. And he, he ran at full flight at him. And then nothing, and then yeah, it just seems just something not quite there with Hudson and Doyle. Like, I don't that left I, side's I, a problem for me I personally. Just, I, I, I just, just disconnect between him and what's around. He, he well, always well, looked like at Brentford, he wanted an overlap and never got it. Mm. Well, Toffolo's got to play against Arsenal because I'm guessing Tavares yeah. can't play. Um, Thank the Lord, it's not like <laughs> a loss, is it? Like, <laughs> I mean, him last night, it, it, it was honestly, I just thought him back. Like, I just thought of your analogy with Kincheski because he, he actually played one pass in the first half of ours, which was 
absolutely incredible. Completely cut their team open. And I think Yates pinged it to Montiel and it, where Montiel should have shot and he tried to cut in. Mm. Um, and then there was like a couple of times as well where he literally dropped it on his foot, the touch. Um, it was incredible. But then other times it looked like he was, for those who've seen Phoenix Nights, when Spencer's on stage singing with them boots on and he, and he falls off the stage. That's like, so it's just so unorthodox. And it, I stick with like my comment from last week. You can see he's got abilities, just doing it more times often than not. But back to Hudson Adore, yeah. <laughs> I just get the feeling them injuries have just taken the toll a little bit and it's just that yard of pace lacking and just to push himself because again he's another one who's clearly got ability it's just you can they're all just buzzwords you've got to un unlock that ability you know what I mean and start really producing I mean like Adam said the cross for Wood was an absolute dream I mean that was the Bruyne refs wanted that cross right on the money. It's just, but we've, we've said, haven't we? We kind of got to give him a run of games, and at the end of the day, he's only winger at the minute, so he's going to play. I hope that helps. I, I yeah. think the good, I think the good thing is, is he is getting a run of games, and he's coming mm. through him unscathed. But mm. is he getting him through unscathed because he't not pushing himself to the limit? I don't know. I, mean, I think that, that's that's really harsh. I think like if you look yeah, at well, that, no, that's example, just he's question. like a massive bang there because of mm. you know. The ice it, it, it might but... go for the fact as well. He just he come to us late in the winter, didn't it? I always think it's his yeah, ideal. No pre-season, is it? Yeah, know? it's ideal to have that. I mean, we were signing players really late in the winter, wasn't it? I mean, to me, I can see some players aren't up to Premier League speed at times. I'd even add maybe Sangari into that. I mean, Nuno even said that, didn't he? Because he had that they had that virus, etc. So it's just the Premier League's so quick nowadays. It you know, you can kind of see if players are just a little bit short on fitness, etc. And if they're being, you know, put in because basically, you know, it needs more, it kind of tells at times. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, well, just before we hop on to our Arsenal preview, and we'll read off some slips on it thoughts. I completely forgot, my bad. So we'll hop into those now. Red side of the Trent. Slept on it thoughts. Adam was the one who took charge of social post last night because yeah, he was I'm so, sorry about that. so fed up with it that he asked for <laughs> yeah. he wants to know what people's favourite biscuit Hor was. Which horror is... show. Horror show. It was only a little yeah. draw. It wasn't like we got tanks. Reading Apple We saying horror was... show on Tuesday, probably. After it was an over <laughs> over the top yeah. reaction. I do apologise. Apologise to the <laughs> listeners. I'm sorry. Yeah, listeners. Well, first comments from Tom Newton says, I wouldn't say it was a horror show as we didn't get beat, uh, but it wasn't a spectacle either. Neither side did enough to be deserving the win with a lack of players to choose from, plus of travelling recently. Some players need a rest, possibly can't due to injuries in AFCOM. 
BCP. Says players that they weren't even interested. I hope they are on Tuesday versus Arsenal. Otherwise, it's going to be a painful night. Um, <laughs> and the rest of it's just about biscuits. I mean, Premier Elliot's, but my favourite biscuits is Highway Bonnie's legs. That's not very nice, Elliot, but very funny all the same. Um, Gary Bordy Nutt says, slow labelling, just generally poor. Can tell five of the first 11 are missing. Some players are lucky they can't be dropped out of the squad completely off the back of that, to be honest. Um, I think that's probably a fair point, actually. Um, Ricky Treasury says, poor in a ball in all departments. Afraid to make anything work in attacking sense when in possession of the ball. We won't need any points off to get relegated. They'll do it themselves on that show. We could send a glass eye to sleep. <laughs> Um, Walker said, this is FA Cup though isn't it I mean yeah. against you know West Ham like people have made a good point West Ham went there and lost and they're sixth in the Premier League so you know equally West Ham didn't really like you said it was yeah, uninspired I, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying but it wasn't mm. we've got to realise we're not, we're not going to rock up there when at home in front of a sellout and just absolutely roll them over it was always going to be a tough game you know what I mean so mm. as poor as we played it was never going to be a rollover come on Based on yeah. these reactions so far, it's a good job no one's overreacting as usual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Simon Morgan said, didn't lose, didn't concede, but still in the draw. And it means another game where supporters get a chance to see it at City Ground, some for the first time. There you go, it's a positive one. Um, you need to be trust. And then, so well, we'll go through this business, obviously. Like most people correctly have said Garibaldi, obviously very in touch. Um, you know, dark chocolate hobnobs, dark chocolate digestives, you know. Custard creams never go wrong, apparently, Adam. I hope this is the sort of market research you wanted from oh, Forest fans. I, I did. Never uh, again I, are we letting I you want, post after the game. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted more variation. Where's like the Foxes, Vienneses, and all that? Come on, come on, guys. Adam and Adam and Atwell in prison after that. I hope, <laughs> I hope instead of player performances, we're all going to go around and get to say what our favourite biscuit is after this. But oh, God, no, absolutely not. We're going to move on to the Premier League again. Enough of this FA Cup. We're going to bring, um, is he, yeah, it's my career. there you go. Welcome, Alex. Um, so Alex is uh, Arsenal for and through. He, he follows the guy in home and away and over land and sea. Um, so thank you again for coming on. Obviously, he came on for the preview last year. Um, obviously, not quite to a full house, but we're all here now. So um, we'll start with you know, Arsenal's current form, I suppose, in that it's been a bit haphazard. Obviously, that seems to be amended with the 5-0 win over Palace. But... Um, how have you found things? Are you still confident of a title charge? Do you think now it's top four's game or just finishing up Spurs? How are you sort of feeling about things at present? Uh, yeah, I think the break came at the right time for us, really. Obviously, it was a very difficult um, after after we played Liverpool at Anfield, got the draw. Everyone thought, and myself included, thought, well, that's that's a result that probably galvanises, put you know, obviously put us top at the time, or kept us top rather. Um, and everyone thought, yeah, we've got Fulham and West Ham next two games where we should really kick on. Um, and obviously it didn't happen. Then people, I think the performances rather than the results themselves were a bit concerning because it kind of felt like we were doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, you know, definition of, of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, which is effectively what, we, what we've been doing. Um, which, so the break, and we lost to Liverpool in the cup. The break came at the right time for us. The group went to Dubai. It appears that Party might be back on Tuesday. Timber will be back in training very soon. We've had players come back at the right time. So, yeah, maybe uh, I think uh, it's it's hard to judge, really, I'd say, because, I, I mean, Palace were awful the other day. Like, probably worse than we've played Sheffield United this season. So it's hard to judge whether that was, you know, a, a, a season-changing performance or whether it was just the fact that Palace were, were a lot worse than, than most teams will play this season. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of. I think obviously Tuesday night is probably a bigger indicator of where we where we are actually. 
that's fine. I guess um, Dave, we'll, we'll sort of take it in a round table to ask questions. Oh, uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> it's a key I, one. Yeah, lead I in. Right. Um, I've asked a few Arsenal fans this in the build-up to the game. I, I just find it a really curious one because I think there's only probably Forest fans on social media that kind of go more OTT than Arsenal fans. Um, and I was just wondering, obviously because you, you're in a title race once again, I was just wondering whether you'd consider not winning the title a failure. A couple of asked have said no because it's about establishing in the Champions League, that sort of stuff. Um, but I just wondered what your take on was it in terms of actually winning the title. Because obviously City don't feel quite as dominant this season. Um, I just wondered if you'd consider it a failure if you didn't win the title this year. It's a, it's a bit of a hard... I wouldn't consider not winning the title a failure. I, I, for me personally, last season was a bigger failure because we were five five points clear, obviously eight at certain times as well, with bigger, you know, at, in January, in, in, in March, in April as well. So that, for me, is a, is a failure non-stop this season. I think a lot of people probably were didn't expect us to be, you know, maybe in a title race by, you know, again, top of Christmas, for example, expect us to maybe be where we are five points off in January. So I would say it's kind of expected. I'd say the bigger failure for me would be, you know, the FA Cup, doing what we've done there and the League Cup because it's, it's going to be four years since we've lost one a trophy. Um, the manager spent a lot of money, or the club have, and the club have backed him. So it, in the end, it will probably look like a failure because, again, we've been in a position where we should have gone on to do it or do at least do better in certain games, i.e. Fulham and West Ham. There's a long way to go still, obviously. But for me, I would say no this season. Not, not this season, no. Um, you kind of fell into the, the media trap, Alex, of a couple of years ago when there was banging on to Chelsea about needing um, a number nine. Um, so you spent a lot of money on, they obviously went and got a number nine in Lukaku and yeah, that worked out well for them. But you obviously spent a lot of money in the summer on Kai Havertz. Do you think that was a mistake, um, spending all that money on him um, rather than a, a proper number nine? Or do you think Jesus is capable of scoring the goals that you need? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a great question, actually. I think, I, I think ever, I mean, Jesus himself will know he's not a natural number nine in terms of the out and out, out the numbers wise for goals that that we like a lot of team top teams will, will need to to push on for major honours. Um, so, but I love him as a player. I think he brings a lot of players into play. I think he's a lot. He has a lot of good attributes that benefit the team as a whole rather than just being a goal scorer. But with the Havertz question, I'd say I would say. He, I don't want to say it's a waste of money because I think he has done a good things. Obviously, the Brentford away last minute winner, stuff like that. He's had good games. Brighton, he played really well. Longs in the Champions League as well. Obviously, it's a lot of money. I, I do think it could have been spent better elsewhere on some. I look at like teams like who like West Ham who had uh, who bought Caduce. Uh, West, Aston Villa bought Diaby for under sixty five million each, and I'm thinking, well, that we lost Shaka, who was a mobile midfield player who was getting into the box late. It was a was a lot better than Kai Havertz and we haven't really replaced him with a player who is able to replicate the output whereas we could have gone for someone like Caduce or Diaby and 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 had it spent better in in terms of how many goals and assists a certain player could get Alex good to see you again from last yeah. season um I just wanted to ask about uh, the goalkeeping situation because that is a hot topic this year what what have you made of that farce and do you think this sees the end of Aaron Ramsdale? Do you think he's going to leave in the summer? Um, and then and David Raya get that 
that that that move's pretty much going to happen, isn't it? But would you say it was worth the the that risk um, rather than spending elsewhere, like 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 the like the striker situation, really? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, I, Ram, I don't think Ramster did anything overly, you know, it, it wasn't any anything major that may, that should he should have been dropped for. I think Raya for me is a better is a better he's a better ball, better player on the ball. You even saw the goal against last week that uh, Trossard scored. It was a, it was he caught the ball and he distributed it very quickly. Ramsdale, I, I don't think I've ever seen him do that for Arsenal. It certainly feels like he. He wouldn't be able to do that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't think that quickly. So I guess it does have its benefits in the, in our offensive output. Um, but it, I, I felt I just feel sad really because he was so good for us at certain points. There have been issues even the back end of last season. I remember Southampton at home was one which really you know I think a lot of fans were really quite disappointed with him. So I can see why, but I, I do find it a bit bizarre because no one seems to know why like why he was dropped or. There's no sort of explanation from the manager. He, he was always kind of deferring, you know, uh, or to, to, trying to avoid the question, the answer to the question when he was asked about it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of a weird one, really, because no one seems to know uh, that what's gone on. If there has anything, if anything has gone on, so it's it's kind of a weird one. But I do, prefer, I think Rai's a better goalkeeper for sure. Yeah. Obviously, your midfield's has changed. Obviously, like Zach has come out, but Declan Rice has come in, and it's been. By all accounts, I think the fact that everyone's sort of not talking about his price tag suggests just how good he's been. Because as we all know, if you're terrible, that's the stick you get beaten with. Are we cost X much? But no one mentions Declan Rice's fee anymore. How have you found him at Arsenal and like how is his impact and his development so far? Yeah, um, I mean, I think a lot of fans were quite, quite, um, Quite happy when we were able to pull off a transfer that size, really, in terms of, you know, you'd have thought, especially when Manchester City came in, you think, oh, Arsenal, we're going to go to 100 million. And it's quite a surprise to have done that. And the impact, just I think around the club, the men mentally, that what what it shows that we can do and what we've been able to do, first and foremost, was was quite a big impact. I mean, he's just, he's been, he's so versatile in that midfield area. He plays a six or an eight. You know, he's he's a very, very, very good player. Probably one of the, probably, in my opinion, the best we've had since Patrick Vieira. Um, so it's just it's just a delight to watch him every week. He's by far and he's always like an eight out of ten. Occasionally, he will have a, an even better game than that. But just to be able to watch him, you know, week in week out, and just what he's able to do, is a, he's a leader already and probably a future captain as well. I've got one more question before you go into any predictions or anything. So. When we had you on last season, Alex, Arsenal had pretty much blown the title, bottled it, whatever you want to call it. And, and we was in the siege mentality of trying to stay up. And mm. uh, I'm sure you would even probably admit that this, the City ground was pretty rocking last season in, in that game. And even though only scored possibly one of the luckiest goals um, I scored last season in terms of, I think, I can't remember who tackled it onto him. But um what do you think of the major differences this time? Because obviously it's a different period of the season. We might get charged. Um, the last two, uh, or we, we lost our last Premier League game, but our last home game was against Man United where it was a, a ruckus atmosphere again and, and we, we beat them. I'd say even though it was 2-1, we beat them pretty comfortably in, in all honesty. But what, what are you anticipating going into the fixture on a, probably a cold Tuesday night at the City ground? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think for us since Nuno came in, obviously it's been a, it's been very different, a lot harder to be. Obviously, I know a lot of people had quite strong affiliations to Steve Cooper, but things have been 
a lot different since Nuno's come in the win at Newcastle, beating Man United. So they're the two games we're going to look at and think, compare, you know, whether you, how difficult it's going to be rather than looking at, I don't, I didn't watch the game last night, but I can tell by the reaction there was, was obviously not, not the best. And certainly against Blackpool as well, that has made a lot more difficult than it should be. Um, so I'm not I'm going to compare it to Manchester United. That was a really good performance. It's going to be very difficult. I mean, Manchester United are obviously a, a lot worse than us at this moment in time. But I think you know it's it it's a very it's going to be a very difficult game. Just just atmosphere wise, even last season, I I expected us to win that. I think I said two one at the time to to us. But um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very very difficult. The atmosphere, you know, Arsenal come into town. It's going to be the same sort of atmosphere as Man United, if Man United come there. It's one of those games that you, that you want to win as a Forest supporter. Um, and you've got a lot of good players as well. I spoke to Chris a, a lot about it. There's a lot of, lot of talent in that team who can, who can get at our weaknesses for sure. Just um, last one for me, mate. And it's just basically you're in two competitions still. So it's just two predictions. Who's going to win the Premier League? Who's going to win the Champions League? Uh, Premier League, Liverpool. And this is Champions with your head, not your Champions heart. League, <laughs> okay. I suppose I have got I have got one more actually. I've got to ask you: How much did you laugh when we agreed to pay ten million for Matt Turner? <laughs> yeah, um, I think me and Chris had a conversation, many conversations about this. Um, it's yeah, I think a lot. He didn't really play that much for us. In all honesty, it was one of those a weird transfer because he came from America and he I think he was twenty eight at the time. It was a really weird sort of, sort of signing. When he did play, you could see why he doesn't play. Without sounding, without trying to be too disrespectful to him, but obviously you've seen he's been a lot. He's been playing as your number one, and you get, even the goal, the goal at Rashford scored against Man United, it was like just a complete head loss. So, yeah, in answer to your question, uh, very surprised. And uh, yeah, ten million is 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 a is a great great outlay for us, really. That, that will rankle for a long, long time. But uh, moving on to the game, but uh, you're heading up, aren't you? I think you're making the uh, way yeah. up, or yeah. yeah. I mean, um, obviously, you, you, you were saying you're quite worried, weren't you? That your last two visits have <clears throat> gone the exact same way of a one-nil home win. But what are you yeah. thinking for this time around? I'm not so sure it will be the case this time. We've got a lot of players out, and it looks like yeah. Arsenal got a few back. So I think it's going to. I mean, I hope it's different. You never, you really never know, because I thought it was going to be different last season to the FA Cup game. We were even worse in that, I think, than we were the season before. I think we've we've we're a lot more fresh this this time round. We've obviously not played for 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 ten days when we come round. We have Saka back, uh, you know. Obviously, I say Saka back, but Saka back to a, a level where he isn't playing every three days and being run into the ground. We're gonna have party back as well, and uh, yeah, I think everyone's. I would, I do think we should win this game. Obviously, I think mainly as well because the amount of players that you've got out injured and at the Afcon. Um, yeah, but I think it, we can't go into it thinking that like thinking like that though, because you know that's that's it'll be the same result as last season and the season before. And if we could get a prediction from you, uh, two one, awesome, same as last year. Okay, cool. Uh, suppose we better go for our predictions actually. So, uh, Lee, I'll start with you. What are you thinking for the game in terms of um predictions? I've just seen as well, it's uh, Morgan Gibbs White's birthday as well. So, happy birthday to him. I'm sure his uh present was. Ideal present to replay Bristol City, but you know. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, Danilo obviously didn't know it was his birthday. Otherwise, he might let him take that free kick at the end. But uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, um, I agree with everything Alex has just said, to be honest. I think um, I don't want to take anything away from our 1-0 win last season, but I think there was lots of different factors. I think Arsenal were kind of playing like a team that knew they'd kind of, for want of a better expression, bottled the title perhaps. Um, it was the end of the season. I think they were kind of spent a little bit. So it's going to be completely different. Arsenal are going to be refreshed, ready on the back of a 5-0 win. Um, you know me, I never like predicting defeats, especially when you know we do typically score in every game under Nuno, our last home game with Man United. Um, but I do probably think we'll be on the uh, wrong end of a narrow defeat. Um, I seem to be predicting this scoreline every single week, to be fair, but I'm going to go for a 3-2 defeat. It's, it's, it's probably been our most common scoreline, to be fair. So you know, it's not a terrible shout. Uh, Reese, how about you? Can I just ask Alex um, one more question, if that's OK? Um, yeah, going, yeah. So you mentioned, Alex, about um, your weaknesses and obviously us having good players. I mean, what players from us worry you and how could we get at you? What was the weaknesses for you? What you think we could get at? The one for the the one the most common one, I think of is Inchenko. If you get at him, is so we need a Langer back then. He's a fantastic individual footballer, but away in a game like this, it's it's just it's a recipe for disaster. Especially if you put someone like Callum Hudson Odoi on him or something. Who, by the way, is one one player in Nazi. Other question that I would say is you know one of your most dangerous assets. Obviously, you've got a lot more. You've got a lot of players out. And I think Chris Wood, since since Nuno's coming, I think a lot of really liking Chris Wood actually really come come to the front a little bit. Um, and the game against Blackpool as well, I thought he he, he played very well. I think he could be the answer to your number nine problems, Chris Wood. Yeah. What do you reckon to that? Um, prediction, yeah. So we need a Langer back on the back of that, then, don't we? Because he'd be against Zinchenko. We're, we're massively missing a Langer at the minute because we're playing Nico Dominguez out there, who isn't a winger at all. Oh, I like him. Um, very good player. Yeah, he is a very tidy footballer. Um, I, I guess it, it depends a lot on if a Langer is back for me with with my prediction. I think if if he is back, I think it's. Obviously, it's going to be bloody tough because Arsenal are a very good side, but it's probably a game where on the counter-attack we can have some joy if he isn't back and going on what I've seen last night and it could be a tough night. But um, let's sit on the fence and I'll go for a 1-1 draw. <laughs> Adam? Well, Mikel Arteta tried to take the mickey out of his last season by playing Thomas Party at right-back and tried to play as an inverted midfielder and that absolutely fell flat on its face. So I wonder if it more... grates on him, the two results that ask. Two, he's had two one nils, hasn't he? And both I reckon it definitely in... does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping for another master disaster class of a tactical <laughs> nightmare from, from Mikel and, and, and we win. I mean, I expect us to be right up for the game regardless if we've got Alanga back or not. I, I, I truly believe that and Hopefully he is because that's uh, it's it's something for for Mikel to kind of worry about. Um, I think it will be on us to kind of take it to Arsenal, but also be wise to the to, to them and and keeping the ball and and then obviously is trying to hit them on the counter attack. And and I think we can we can definitely get a result. We've we we seem to be a tough place for Arsenal to come in the past, and and I think we can maybe keep that up. And I I actually think we'll beat you two one. That's what I'm going to go for. Chris Wood double. Take that for fantasy football. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I, I saw a tweet last night. I think we also recently put it in the chat, didn't you? That we seem to have this unnerving <coughs> and unnatural ability to just 
raise our level to whoever we're playing against. So if we're playing against Blackpool, Bristol City, it just plummets. If we're playing against Newcastle, Man United, it just pings up and suddenly we turn into this tour de force. And yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see us raise a game again. The only thing, the thing for me is, is, is legs. I mean, I just don't, you know, I look at that team, like we were saying earlier, it's, it's a higher team. Um, we've got like, you know, square pegs and round holes. I don't think you can get away with that against the elite sides. Um, if Alanga's back, I think we've got a good chance. If he's not, it could be quite a long night. Um, I would suspect that our goalkeeper will give his former club a gift at some stage in one way or another. Um, I think that's pretty much a formality. Unless How long get... has Alanga been out for? Is that... Is yeah, he, he came, it was a United game, wasn't it? He came off. He hasn't seen, hasn't seen him not since. Not really been so. mentioned, to be honest. Mm. Um, he did the usual thing that Forest players tend to do: look absolutely fine when he's walking around the pitch and banging his chest, and then all of a sudden he's got the, when the adrenaline wears off, he's got a life-changing yeah. injury. It's mental. Yeah, <laughs> like needs amputation or something and can't play again, like as we've seen so often. But um, I'm going to sit on the fence as well. I'm, I'm going to go for a two-all draw. I think that um, just because of the way we are, I think you know, we, I think we will. We've averaged two goals a game in the Prem since Nuno's been in, which is something I didn't think we'd be saying at all, but here we are. Um, but I don't think defensively we have enough. Um, I, again, it'll probably be same back four, won't it? Well, well, Tavares can't play, actually, that's a boost. So it'll be tough like left back, which at least makes us a bit more steady. Um, the, the dog botherer can't play. What a shame. How <laughs> awful. I don't know, honestly. I mean, actually, we'll ask you about that very quickly, Alex. I mean, it surely it makes more sense for all parties, it seems, if he just went back and then was sold to Marseille. Obviously, that can't happen now. They just bought another left back. But I mean, yeah. how, have you, how have you found that situation? Because that seemed pretty cut and shut to me. Yeah, he's a, he's a strange footballer because he'd done some really good things when he came in. To be fair, he looked really, he was raw, but he looked, he looked, he looked actually like literally uh, what we've been saying, like a good player. Mm. And then, he, it, like, there's certain games. I remember I've been at Chelsea away, we won 4 2. There was a, there was a moment in the game where the ball had fallen, it was a second ball had fallen to him in the box. He's left footed, obviously, as you know, he's a left, he's a left back, but it came to him right foot and just shanked it. No, there's nothing, I don't think there's, there's just not a player, there's not a footballing side in his brain where. Uh, you know, he, he he has composure or anything like that. But obviously, like for you, is he, he started okay and it's just gone it's just gone south. And it was the same for us really. Um I don't think we can actually recall him. I think you have to terminate it. And as you oh, said, I saw Marseille bought bought a left back this morning. So I don't know how, how that's gonna go down. To, to be but, fair to be fair, which I know Christian said it's best for all parties then, but it seems to me Nuno obviously fancies him because he's playing. Playing ahead that's of Toffolo, that's concerning in its own right. Yeah, <laughs> most fans would say Toffolo's steady, gives hundred percent every, and he's playing ahead of him. And I, mm. I generally think if he was, if he was our player permanent, he'd start again on Tuesday night. The the the, the concern with me for Tavares is, to be fair, I'm not defending him here, but he's in the same with Montiel, and he's not escaped criticism. But these guys are wing backs, and they're playing in the back four, so they just. Like last night, Montel was bombing forward and he's just leaving his defensive responsibilities. And they had so much space on the wings at time. And when they're playing in the back four, when the wing backs, that's when you get exposed for me, when you've just got wing backs playing in the back four. I think as far as a back five players. To be fair, Montiel, he has largely played in the back four his career. Mm. That's what I will say for him. Whereas okay. Tavares was signed explicitly well, it, it, in, in this league. Like last night, he was, he was bombing forward Montiel and he kept leaving loads of space in behind. And no wonder Dominguez and Yates who were on that side both got carded because he was chasing people back down the right flank and had to pull them down because he was getting away. So, mm, interesting one. Oh, well, we'll have to see on that front. But anyway, thank you for coming on, Alex. Much appreciated. No problem. Thanks. And, uh, 
Yeah, thank you. Matt yeah, turns and have a worldie. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, thank you to all 54 people who are currently watching us at the minute um, for taking time out your Saturday morning, so 55 now, to uh, watch us talk about uh, Forest being in the next round of the FA Cup, although with a bit of an asterisk next to our name as we have to take on Bristol City once more at the City Grounds. Um, yeah, obviously we'll be back after the Arsenal game. Uh, we'll have a debrief after that. And yeah, we'll see you then. Fingers crossed it's with a bit more positivity. And I'm sure there'll probably be a, at least one signing by that point. Uh, knowing Forrest, it's probably about 15. So until then, uh, come on, you Reds. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.